and welcome to the Hungry for Truth podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Factor, a truth seeker, researcher, scientist, nutritionist, teacher, and truth teller. An awakening is coming. Get ready for it. to the Hungry for Truth podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Factor. Thank you so much for listening. Today, you're in store for a great episode. I have Erin Brown as my guest. She is the mother of three kids, ages nine, seven, and four, and wife to an amazing husband. A Columbia, Missouri native, she attended the University of Missouri, where she received a bachelor's in education and then went on to get a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. She taught math at Oakland Junior High for eight years until the birth of her son. Since her son's birth, she has been a work-at-home mom doing a variety of things, currently homeschooling her three kids and tutoring for her homeschool group, Classical Conversations. She has been passionate about health, wellness, and root cause treatment since 2014 when she experienced her own health crisis. It was through her suffering, healing, and the things she learned During this time that the Como Wellness Conference was born. She now spends a significant amount of time each year planning and executing the conference to bring knowledge, hope, and encouragement to all who attend. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about your story. I love that you're a mom doing your thing, but you're also bringing this information into the world. Uh, so if, if you would mind, just share a little bit about your story and what got you to that point. Well, it all began after the birth of my second child. Um, I had a daughter named Molly um, about seven years ago, eight years ago now. And after she was born, everything went really well. But then I went home And that night, my first night at home, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling horrible. I was dizzy. I was shaky. My arms and legs were going numb. I was nauseous. Um, I Honestly, I felt like I was dying. And I woke my husband up and I was like, something is really, really wrong with me. And so we called the hospital and I talked to a nurse and she was like, yeah, it sounds like you have a virus. And I was like, no, 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 I don't have a virus. Like something is really wrong with me, you know? But they told me as long as I wasn't bleeding heavily and didn't have a fever, I was fine. And, you know, just to rest. So the rest of that night, I actually sat up by myself alone in bed. And because every time I would start to drift off to sleep, I felt like I was passing out. And so I, I couldn't lay down. I couldn't fall asleep. I was up all night long. Um, and then anyway, long story short there, the next morning we contacted my OB And she's like, well, I think you need fluids. So I was sent to the hospital for fluids, but in the process, they ended up readmitting me. So I was readmitted to the hospital for four days. And during those four days, the symptoms I just described um, persisted for those four days. Sometimes they were worse. Sometimes they were better. Um, I saw seven different doctors during my time there. They did every test they could think to do. I had so much blood drawn. I had an endoscope done to check for like gallbladder issues, I talked to a specialist. Um, Yeah, everything they could think to do, they did. They had me on IV fluids the entire time because I was not able to eat or drink for almost four full days. Um, They put me on medication for anti-nausea, hoping I could eat, but I couldn't. Um, 
And that's kind of where I was. And so at the end of four days, I talked to a doctor and he was like, you know, the good news is your test didn't show anything on paper. You're healthy. He's like, so the good news is you're not dying. The bad news is we don't know what's wrong with you. So either eventually you're going to get well, or eventually someone will figure it out. And he's like, and we're going to send you home because now you can keep down enough water to stay hydrated. And I was eating one salting cracker an hour. So they decided they could release me. Um, So I go home with a seven day old baby at the time that I am trying to breastfeed. However, I am now way less than I did pre-pregnancy because I haven't eaten for four days and I'm nursing and it was awful. And I have a two-year-old at home. And so I get home, I feel horrendous. But you know, I actually, I did slowly, slowly start to improve, like over the course of the next couple months, like I was able to eat a little bit more, I was getting by, that all happened in April. And so throughout the summer, I started thinking, maybe it's going to be okay, maybe eventually, I'm going to be okay again. And then the beginning of August, I had this huge um, return of all my symptoms. And it was like, same thing. I was laying in bed one night. I started shaking. I was nauseous. I was dizzy. Like my arms and legs went numb. And so um, that was the beginning of a really horrible cycle of having these episodes at night. They usually start around eight or nine o'clock at night. And um, I would get up because I knew I couldn't lay in bed. And I would often go sit on the couch and uh, until two or three or 4 a.m. when I think I would just like fall asleep out of sheer exhaustion. And I would wake up a few hours later feeling um, exhausted um, and miserable (laughs) and try to make it through the day. And then this would happen again, like it was happening three to four nights a week. And then during the days, I I never felt well, but I was not as bad as I was at night. And so this started happening. And at three to four weeks into this, I mean, I just got to the point where I thought like, I can't do this. Like I'm not sleeping. I'm completely sleep deprived. I called my OB and she was like, well, you know, (laughs) why don't you, or actually, she said, why don't you come in and see me? So I came in and she had me fill out a survey. And at the end of it, she said, mm-hmm. um, it, it appears as though you're moderately impre- depressed with moderate anxiety. And so here's some medicine. And I was like, well, I mean, I, that's true. I am depressed because I feel awful and I can't sleep and all these things. I have all these physical symptoms. Um, but that was the only, you know, hope she had for me. And she said, you know, it's going to take, it would take at least three weeks um, for this to start working. And I remember telling her, like, I don't think I have three weeks. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it that long. And so she told me to go for some walks and get some help from family members. And I was sent home and I was very upset. <laughs> and I had this prescription that I didn't want to fill. I knew enough about the side effects of medications that I did not want to be on them, especially while I was breastfeeding my daughter. And so I went without and I continued to try to like make it through. I was doing, I was trying to like Google my own stuff and try to figure it out. But I didn't really have the energy or the headspace for that, but I was trying because I knew something was wrong, right? Because I was fine. And then I wasn't like something had happened to me. And so it was another, let's see, it was almost a month later when I started taking the Paxil, the medication she gave me, honestly, out of sheer desperation, because I, at that point, um, kind of felt like I don't know how much longer, again, I don't know how much longer I'm going to make it. And um, I continued to get worse for three more weeks after being on the Paxil. And then one day I was sitting on my couch and I looked outside and I saw this woman walking down the road. And all I knew about her is that she was a nurse and that she was my neighbor and that we went to the same church. And I had met her one time, but it Again, I was desperate. And so I went outside and just started talking to her. And I was like, hey, like, I'm not doing very well. And she's asking me all these questions. And it was the first time I spoke to someone, you know, 
not my OB, not the people in the hospital. The first time I spoke to someone who I felt like didn't think I was crazy, believed everything I was saying and believed there was a reason that I wasn't feeling well, you know? And so she, after listening to me, she said, you know what? I know this other woman with some really similar symptoms. She had some same stuff going on after a baby and she saw this doctor and he changed her diet and he told her to take some supplements and she got a lot better. And at that time I was like, tell me, like, I will do anything. And so she tells me, you know, it's Dr. Dr. Trumbauer. And so I go in my house. I immediately call Dr. Trumbauer. They tell me it's gonna be like three months to get into him. I lie. I came up with this lie. I was like, well, he's my mom's doctor. And he said he would see me. And they're like, oh, okay, come tomorrow. And so I go in the next day and um, I sat with Dr. Trumbauer in his office for an hour. And during that time, he wrote down everything I was saying and he listened to me. And again, he didn't think I was crazy. And he thought I was going to be okay. He told me, you know, there's a, I have a really good idea what's going on with you. He's like, and you're going to be okay. And so he's like, but right away, I want you to change your diet. And he's like, I want you on a strict paleo diet right now. Like absolutely no grains, no dairy, no sugar, nothing processed. And um, he's like, and I want you to start taking these supplements, but we're going to do, you know, some other blood work. We're going to test for some nutritional deficiencies and some close other thyroid stuff. And so I left his office that day. I changed, started teaching my diet immediately. I went and got the supplements on the way home. And within three days, I was 80% better. Wow. Yeah. And I was just (laughs) three days after changing my diet. And um, from there, I just continued to get better and better. I went back to him after my blood work was in. And sure enough, I was deficient in multiple nutrients. And my thyroid, contrary to what they told me in the hospital, was not doing what it needed to be doing. And so we made some changes there. And it was was like a six-month process of like, again, just getting better and better and better. And I was so excited. Like, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my goodness, like food and some supplements did this. And then we changed. We did the whole 30. My whole family did it in January. And when we did that, my husband's headaches got better and my husband, my son's eczema went away and he started sleeping better at night. And again, I was just so amazed and so excited and reading everything I could get my hands on about how food affects the body and, you know, nutrition and supplements, all these things. But then the more I read, then the angrier I became because I was thinking, gosh, like I suffered for so long and nobody had any answers for me. And they made me feel like I was crazy. And I felt like I was going to be this way for the rest of my life. And, and then I started thinking about all the other people that suffer because during that time, I was also having some, some pretty intense at times, um, depression and anxiety. And I was reading about that. And I mean, all that went away with the diet changes and the supplements and about like the one in three women that are on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. I started thinking, Oh my gosh, so many people are suffering and they don't know that there is another way. All the, all the hope they're offered. Cause I know that's what I was offered is here's a prescription should start working in three weeks, you know? And so yeah, that was a lot, but that was kind of like the beginning of my health journey. Yeah, I absolutely love your story. And your story and my story have some similarities where, you know, going through a health crisis, uh, what was prescribed wasn't working um, and trying to figure it out on, on my own. And then coming to that realization and getting angry that people need to know this, right? Yes. So, um, so how, you know, what was going through your mind when you were you know, seeing these doctors and they weren't really giving you answers. And then to actually sit down and talk with somebody that was listening to you and was helping you um, actually get some relief. Yeah. 
you know, it is hard. Actually, still, I get teary eyed when I think about my appointment with Dr. Trumbauer because it was like so many months of feeling like, gosh, am I crazy? Like they think I'm crazy or they're not actually saying that, but I feel like what's that's what they think. And they have no hope to offer me. They have no idea what's wrong with me. No one's telling me they think I'm going to get better. They're just kind of like, no, the tests don't show anything, you know? And so it was a very, very hopeless time because I felt like, well, I'd been hospitalized. Like what more could I do? Like, and even when I was feeling worse and worse, I remember thinking like, well, why would I go to the hospital? Like they can't help me. Like I already tried that. And so when I saw Dr. Trumbauer and he like (laughs) listened to me, I mean, he put his hand on my hand and he told me, you know, you're going to be okay. And he put his arm around me when I walked out and I cried because it was the first time I had a doctor say like, I think I know what's wrong with you. Like I can help you and you're going to be okay. And it was just, I mean, that alone was such encouragement and hope. And then when I started seeing changes so quickly after what he recommended, um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I am so glad that that this integrative and functional field is coming, um, becoming, people are becoming more and more aware of it. So that hope is out there. Um, and I love how your story transitioned into you wanting to get this message out there. So tell them a little bit more about that. Yeah. So my, um, the nurse that I went and talked to in the street, her name was Lila and she actually ended up becoming a very good friend. And she really walked through the healing process with me. We ended up, again, we were practical strangers at the beginning, but we were texting multiple times a day. She would check on me. How are you feeling? She was helping me figure out how to tweak my diet because honestly she had had her own family's kind of health crisis a year prior and was kind of still kind of new to it, but she was changing their food and she was seeing the changes. And so her and I started walking together in the evenings. And, you know, I remember talking one night and just saying, like, you know, we have to do something like we have to, like, help people, but we couldn't really figure out how to help people. And then we went to um, hear a speaker in Kansas City, her and myself and two other friends, and it's the health and wellness speakers. And on the way home, um, she said, I think it was her, she said, we should really bring a speaker to Columbia. And I was like, oh, yeah, we should. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, no, yes, we really should. Like, that's what we can do. Like, that's how we can help people because it doesn't seem like enough to just like tell my friends and family, hey guys, change your food, you know? Um, But I was like, no, we could bring in like these amazing speakers and then all these people could hear them. And then all these people could understand that, you know, they can change their, you know, their life and their health and their kids' health. And so it was hearing them. And then her suggestion of it was really just kind of the catalyst. And then from there, when we were going on our walks, we'd start brainstorming, like who would be some awesome doctors to bring in, who could speak on this. And that's kind of how we got going. Yeah. So how, so you came up with this idea of bringing a speaker in, is that when, uh, Como Wellness was born then, would you say? Yeah, it really was. I, I think I came back from my walk one night with her and told my husband, like, hey, we want to have a conference. (laughs) My husband has um, a lot of experience in budgeting and event planning and stuff. And he was like, oh, okay. So he like gets opens his computer and was like, let's make a budget. And I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And so he just starts like making a budget. He's like, where do you want to have it? How much speaker speaker would cost? And so we're doing all this. I was like, so you think we could do it? He's like, yeah, you could totally do it. And so honestly, if it wasn't for his like encouragement, like in the beginning, I don't think I would have I'm not sure it would have gone anywhere, you know? So I went back to Lila. I was like, Jeremy thinks we can do it. Like, let's do it. And so that's kind of when it began. And then we came up with this idea of having Terry Walls, Dr. Terry Walls come. We knew she was in Iowa, so she wasn't too far away. And if you're not familiar with her, she Terry 
yep. helps people, re- yeah, you know, like reverse their multiple sclerosis, like through diet changes and supplements. And she has her own amazing story of healing, you know, going from a wheelchair to riding her bike to work. And so I knew about her story. I knew a little bit about her. I'd listened to her speak before. And so I thought, well, I'll just email her. So I'm like <laughs> Googling her. I find her email address online. And so I emailed her and I got an email back from her the next day saying, sure, I'd love to do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, she said yes. And so it's like, wow, we need a venue and a website and a bank account. And so um, so it was pretty quick after that. We're like, we have a speaker, but that's all we have. <laughs> and that's when we really got the ball rolling on the Como Wellness Conference. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm familiar with Terry Walls. I went to her Walls seminar before. I used to work in a neurology clinic. Um, okay. And so we used the Walls protocol quite a bit with, with the patients there. So that's really awesome that she was your first speaker. What an incredible start <laughs> to, was. Yeah. To, to a conference. Now, what year was that, that you first oh, started? That was five years ago. Five years, five ago. years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. And so, so you get her as a speaker and maybe you can give us some behind the scenes of, you know, what it takes to put the, that stuff together. Um, and and how did, did, did you just have a speaker the first year or did you have other things? Like, how did you put that together? Yeah. So it was kind of it changed and evolved as we went. So it was the first time we were doing it, but we knew we had Terry Walls. And so we thought, okay, like she's all we really need, but like, what else do we want? And so we decided it'd be really great to have some other um, local speakers that year. And so we had um, Dr. Chris Link from Jeff City, an integrative doctor, come and talk. And we had some from the KU um, integrative medicine come and talk. And so we had the nutritionist come and talk. So we ended up having like five different speakers throughout the day. And so we decided to have it um, at the crossing, the church. Um, since I went there, they were super accommodating and let us use like all their tech stuff, which was like a huge blessing. And so um, yes, we had our speakers and then my husband suggested, he's like, you know, you really need like some sponsors. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so it's like, who wants to be a sponsor? And so I think the first person we talked to is actually range free here in Columbia. Um, who's just like, they're a bakery and a restaurant who do like, um, all allergen friendly foods. And we talked to the owner there and she was like, yeah, that sounds really great. I'm in. I was like, oh, really? Like, these people are just going to give me money. And so to do this and to be part of it, uh, because they really believe in the mission, you know, and so the first year, we probably had like five sponsors. And so they probably maybe closer to 10. Um, So they contributed financially to help support the conference. And then they got a variety of benefits, but then they're all there that day. Um, you know, to talk with the attendees, to offer their products, to, you know, offer services, to inform people. And I think I didn't realize that that was actually going to be one of the best parts of the conference. Like that I thought the speaker was going to be like the greatest part and the speaker is amazing. But actually the thing that's like just as amazing is watching the attendees connect with all of our sponsors because we're really, we're a little particular about who we have there. Like we really want to bring in businesses who have a similar mindset, maybe not exact same, but similar, like on health and wellness. And we want them to be people who are good resources for our attendees. So people come and they hear these great speakers, but then it's kind of like you have all this information, but what do you do with it? Well, so hopefully you're getting connected with these different businesses that we have there throughout the day. You know, you're going and actually talking to them. You're getting to sample what they do. You're getting, you know, watching videos, all these different things. Um, So when you leave that day, not only do you have like this new information, but you also like have connected with people in the community that can help you begin to take steps like on the next steps, whatever they are like in your wellness journey. And so, yeah, the first year it was small in terms of that. We only had a handful of businesses, 
But that part has really like just exploded over the years. And it's been easier and easier to get businesses to to join in, I think, because once you've been there, like, you know, how amazing it is. And just like the, the encouragement and the camaraderie. And um, yeah, and so we just have, we have people reaching out to us that want to be a part of it. And most of our sponsors come back from year to year. So it's just been, a, it's been really great to watch that part of all, but it's been really exciting. And I mean, I've gotten to know a lot of the sponsors and businesses that I didn't know, you know, prior to this, which have been helpful to me as well. So yeah, that's you know, I love that part of it. Like, it's not just a conference where you're going to hear speakers. It's you're also connecting with people in the community that are either going on the same journey or people that can help you along that same journey, right? Yeah. With the, the the different providers and and businesses that can help support you along the way. I think that's amazing and awesome to have that resource. I first um, went to Como in 2019, and I think that's the year that um. Sarah Godfrey spoke. Mm-hmm, um, that's right. Yeah. the She wrote the hormone cure in the brain body diet, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that, I thought that was amazing. It was like, yeah, it was just really cool to get to hear her speak and um, see some of the other local speakers as well. I love that you're providing a platform for those that are actually local to give them a voice too, to, to tell the community how they can help them and what they can do. I think that's really cool as well. Um so, so then, then the pandemic hit, and then I know you didn't have uh, the conference the following year. But then we, then we came back together in 2021, and I was there as well. And and mm-hmm. so um, that that was really cool to finally be back together with like minded people, <laughs> right? Yes, it was. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so at the same time, you know, you're doing your mom thing and um, you have this idea that you want to bring this message to the world. I think that's really cool. So tell me um, a little bit more, like you also had this transition um, during the past couple of years where you transitioned to homeschooling, right? I did. <laughs> so yes. tell me a little bit about that. Like what prompted you? Yeah. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there was the shutdown in spring of 2020. And so I was home with my kids then. And I was just kind of doing whatever. I was having them read each day and do some writing. And I got some workbooks that we did together. My kids are younger, you know, they're nine, seven, and four now. And so they were a couple years younger then. Um, but I was enjoying like being there with them more than I thought I would <laughs> all day long. And then um, honestly, by June, as I was kind of watching how things were unfolding around me in the world and in our community, and as I was hearing, um, kind of what the schools were thinking about things like summer school that year and even talking about the next school year, I started feeling pretty uncomfortable with the direction things were going. Um, I knew that I didn't want my kids in front of a screen all day. Um, I knew that I didn't want my kids in a mask all day. I knew I didn't want to have to be constantly worried about like, were they going to be quarantined or was school going to shut down? Or like, I, I didn't want that volatility in my life or my kids' life. I wanted something stable where I knew what to expect each day. And, you know, I know not everybody has, um, doesn't have the option, you know, that I had at the time, but my husband had also just transitioned to a different job. And I felt like, you know, um, I think I'm going to try homeschooling. I had like one good friend and neighbor who was homeschooling already. And so she was giving me lots of thoughts and tips and stuff. And so in the fall of 2020, I decided we were going to homeschool. And I mean, I decided in June and I spent the summer kind of like mentally getting ready and gathering some stuff. And 
Um, but in my mind, it was just for the year because I wanted to avoid <laughs> what I was seeing going on around me. Um, and it was really, really hard. The first two months were really, really hard. And I kind of hated it. Um, it really wasn't until after Halloween that we kind of got into a groove. And I started enjoying it more. I started enjoying my kids more. And then by Christmas time, I started not just like enjoying it more, but started realizing like seeing some of the other benefits of homeschooling that I hadn't really thought about before, or maybe I thought about, but I hadn't seen, you know, play out just the way my kids like were really bonding with each other. And the the time I was having with them was such uh, just better time than the time I had with them when they would get home from school. I mean, my kids were young, but when they would come home from school, like they loved school, like they loved Fairview school, but they were so crabby. They were so tired and done that they would just come home crabby and they would like pick fights with each other. And I just felt like the time I picked them up from school to the time I put them in bed was just this, like miserable, like unpack your backpack and let me give you a snack. And now I have to make dinner. So why don't you watch TV and like back and forth? Okay, bedtime, you know, and then we'll do it all again tomorrow. And so the homeschooling life actually felt more relaxing. You know, it felt like um, we weren't constantly rushing to get somewhere. I wasn't, they weren't constantly tired when, when I saw them, you know? And so anyway, so I was really enjoying it in 2020. I started thinking, I think I want to keep doing this. You know, I'm not just avoiding things in the world, but I'm actually really, really enjoying what I'm seeing happen, like within my, within my home. And so um, I started looking into like homeschool groups and stuff. I had a friend who did this other homeschool group called Classical Conversations. And so I started looking into that in the winter. And so, yeah, so by by spring, I had decided that we're for sure continuing continue homeschool. We're going to enjoy this Classical Conversations group. And that's what we're doing this school year. And it's been it's been so great because we have this community of homeschoolers that we spend Monday with. Um, and then we get the other four days to kind of have the flexibility of homeschooling and we get some choice in our curriculum. And yeah, it's just been really, really great for our family. It's been um, a lot less stressful that I mean, of course, it's stressful at times because, you know, you're home with three young kids and trying to get them to do their schoolwork and they're having their issues. And um, but overall, it's been a really great thing um, for me and for my family, for my husband, he's still working at home from all this. And so there are times that's a challenge because he's like in the basement working. He's like, the kids are being loud. I'm like, yes, they are. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm trying. Um, so we bought him some noise canceling headphones to help that out. Um, but now, so it's, it's been really good. It's been, it's something that now I don't see it as like, I'm doing it to avoid the things of the world. Although I'm kind of happy about avoiding some of it. Um, but it's more like I'm loving what we're doing so much that I can't really imagine going back. Life yeah, before. that's really cool. Um, I was in that same kind of what do I do with my kids at that that summer and um, on the fence about how to move forward and talking to them. Now they are older, so they are in uh, middle school and junior high. So that transition was going to be a lot harder for them. And yeah. uh, fortunately, our school district was a, a little, you know, they're their policies were better than a lot of the other school districts. So I felt somewhat comfortable um, continuing to send them there. And plus the, you know, I knew it was going to be a hard transition for them. And you, you kind of talk about the transition it was for you in the beginning until you finally found that groove, but then you found that groove and now you're experiencing the benefit of that and how, how much better it is for you and your family and the better fit that it is. So mm-hmm. I love that you're sharing that and, and uh, just raising awareness about that, that possibility exists um, in the classical conversations is, is a, a home co-op. Can you tell a little bit more about what that is for people that don't know? 
Yeah, you bet. It's been around for quite a few years. Um, And so the classical model is kind of this idea that like kids in the younger ages, like that they're just like sponges and they soak things up and they memorize really easily. So it's the idea of like front loading, like all this information when they're young. And then as their brains develop, like then they work on uh, more like logic and like thinking through information, like more like the junior high age and then more like being able to, you know, argue and converse and think through opinions and uh, articulate those like as they get older. And so for us, it's, so it's Christian based. Um, and, but we go one day a week on Mondays. And so the kids on Mondays, they're in classes of about eight kids and they have a teacher who kind of goes through their memory work for the week and kind of teaches them like different things to help them memorize them, whether it's like hand motions or a song or whatever. And they have like history and Latin and math and timeline and science that they learn, like memorize every week, which is, I mean, I have learned so much doing this things that I feel like I never knew this. This is so cool. <laughs> and so we, they tell them their memory work and then we go to science and we do some sort of experiment um, or demonstration that relates to our science science memory work of the week. And we have art where we do like, um, you know, artists, famous artists, or we have a six weeks of like learning how to play the tin whistle and reading music. And we have six weeks of um, composers. And so we're learning different things during fine arts. And then they have a time. This is cool too. Like every week, our kids are working on presentation skills and speaking. And so every week they have to get up in front of their class and they have a different topic that they're presenting on and they answer questions. And so our mornings like that. And then in the afternoon, my older son does like a grammar and writing class when they get to fourth grade. They have, a, they have a full day instead of just a half day. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we do that on Mondays. And then the other four days, we have our own math curriculum that we do. We work on our memory work that we learned on Monday. Um, for my older son, he's got his grammar and writing that he learned on Monday that he's practicing and doing stuff with throughout the week. And then for my younger kids, like, I have reading stuff that they're doing for me and writing stuff. And so we just kind of have the freedom to, like, you know, we learned about rocks on Monday. So, like, I may show them, like, let's watch the Magic School Bus about rocks today. And then let's go go outside and gather some rocks and see what we, you know, notice about them. And um, again, like I, I've just learned so much and I, I love learning with them. Like I love that um, watching them get excited about stuff. And then honestly, I get excited about it. I'm like, let's go get some books from the library. (laughs) And then, um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been really enjoyable. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love that you're doing that and and that it's working well for you and your family and, and the passion and excitement that you're bringing to that. And at the same time, you're putting together this amazing conference and and to bring this uh, information out into the world for people to know that there are other options for them, in, for their families in, in health and healing and nutrition and that kind of thing. So you have some pretty awesome speakers for this year. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit more about um, how you chose those speakers, who's coming um, and what's going on for mm-hmm. this year. I'm pretty excited about this year. Um, You know, back in 2020, when we had to cancel, we already had at that time, Dr. Larry Pilevsky scheduled. So he was supposed to be coming back in May of 2020, before the shutdown in Columbia. And so and way back then, you know, myself, the people that work on the conference with me, we said, like, we really need someone to come and talk about kids health. Like, it's such a need. It's such a concern. And so we found, you know, Larry Pilevsky, who's just amazing. He's the holistic doctor, holistic pediatrician out of New York. And I'd heard him talk, you know, I'd heard multiple um, recordings of him talking and just thought he was amazing. Um, and so I was so excited when he agreed to come, so bummed when we had to cancel. 
And then in 2021, it was kind of a last minute thrown together conference last year because we didn't know it was going to happen. And so anyway, it didn't work out for Larry to come last year. But this fall, I emailed him and I was like, hey, would you come, you know, this year? And he was like, yes, I'll come. And so so Larry, Dr. Larry Pilevsky is going to be there this year. And like I said, he's a holistic pediatrician out of New York. And he's just amazing. Um, one of the things I love about Larry is just when he talks, like, He's so intelligent and he does such a good job delivering information and delivering hard information in a way that's easy to hear in a way that doesn't like, um, doesn't create a needed controversy. It, like, it invites conversation and it invites questions and invites critical thinking. And so I was already really excited about having him. And then he was speaking in Kansas City. In yeah, October. I saw him in Kansas yeah. City too. And I was like, that's right. Taking pictures of all the slides and sending them to my husband. And I'm like, this is so cool. He's just so amazing. He is so, I, yeah, he's so amazing. Um, I went up in Kansas City when I was there. I met him after one of the talks. I was like, hey, my name's Aaron Brown. You're going to come to the Coma Wellness Conference. He's like, oh, of course, Aaron. I know who you are. And I was like, oh, you know who I am. Anyway, um, yeah, so he's coming. And yeah, like you said, he's just amazing. And, um, the talk that he gave in Kansas City, he's actually going to give again to our audience in Columbia because I thought it was so fabulous. Yeah. Um, so he's, yeah. I mean, didn't you just think it was yeah, yeah, spot it on? Was. <laughs> yeah, that's he amazing. He does such a good job. I mean, this is really the perfect time to bring that information forward, especially in Missouri with everything that's happening. I am so passionate about kids' health. That's yeah. a primary focus of my work is working with kids. Um, and, and helping them because they respond so quickly to nutritional mm -hmm. therapy. It's amazing yeah. how just making a few little changes and seeing how, how they can blossom and feel better and not have to struggle so much. Um, so that's really cool that, that he's coming in. Um, so everybody get, you need to come see him. He's, he's oh, amazing. He do. <laughs> he'll, he'll well, he's not just giving, <laughs> he will. Oh my goodness. And he's not just going to give that one talk. So we decided we learned early on, like when we have an amazing speaker, we should have them speak for more than an hour because people want to hear them for more than an hour. And so um, Larry's going to talk for an hour like he did um, in Kansas City on reframing the medical paradigm. And then we asked him to give another hour long talk specifically on like kids and when they're sick and what do you do and like, when should you medicate them or why should you not medicate them? And when do you need to see a doctor and what can you do at home? And so the, his talk is called kids need to be sick in order to be well. And so he's going to talk about like, what's actually happening in your kid's body when they're sick? Like, what do these symptoms mean? Like, should we be worried about these symptoms? Like, do we need to be worried about the fever? Like, do they need medicine? Like, what do they actually need? And how do we support their bodies? through sickness, instead of just trying to cover up whatever symptoms, you know, they're having. And so he's going to be giving those two talks. And then we actually asked him to do a Q&A also, because I know people have so many questions, and we want to give them the platform to be able to ask those questions. And so um, he, we're going to wrap up the day with a Q&A with him and Dr. Jim Meehan, one of our other speakers. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So um, I love Dr. Jim Meehan too. He has such a passion, like it's infectious, his passion um, for what he does. So tell a little bit about what he's going to talk about. Yeah. So well, the title of Jim's talk is Follow the Science. And, you know, I had heard his name prior to this year, but I had never really listened to him speak before and hadn't looked into him too carefully. But similarly to when I heard Larry speak, you know, Jim was speaking at the conference in Kansas City as well. And like, after he was on the stage five minutes, I thought, oh my gosh, 
I love this man, like the way he's delivering this information, like you said, the passion he has for it. Um, I love how he balances being able to speak truth and to talk about the seriousness of things going on while also offering hope and redemption Mm -hmm. through that. And to me, I just feel like that's such a a great balance, like that we should, we don't need to be, we can't be hiding from these things or ignoring these things or just thinking that they're all going to go away, you know, and some of these things that we're seeing happen around us like are really, really serious. But at the same time, like there is hope, right? And there are things that you can do for yourself, for your family, for your community, you know, the community at large. And, um, and just hearing him talk about kind of where he thinks like, will be like in a year or two years. And so, yeah, so his talk is going to be called Follow the Science, and he is going to talk about current issues without holding back. Um, (laughs) But again, one thing I love about him, it's kind of like when Larry speaks, like, you know, he's speaking with certainty and conviction, but he's not speaking in a way to like demean others or to criticize. Like he's, he's trying to bring people together, trying to help people critical think, trying to help walk people through, through the science and kind of like, where are we at? What do we need to really think about? What should we be considering? And what do we do now? Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited for these speakers in this conference. It's going to be so cool. So if you're listening, you need to register for Como Wellness Conference. Um, What's a link that they can register at? It's just www.comowellnessconference.com. Yeah, yeah. We'll put that in the show notes as well so you can link to it. Um, who else is going to be speaking? I know you have some local speakers as well. Yeah, we're going to have some local speakers. So we have a slightly um, stronger like kids emphasis this year. So um, chiropractor Dr. Armenta Phelps is going to talk about raising healthy kids in an unhealthy world and just everything that entails everything from like thinking about like outside time and screen time and their, the stress of like their mental stress and their physical stress and, you know, their food, like anything, all the things that matter, like the add up to the health or the sickness, you know, of our children. Um, We have Carrie Ball, who is going to be talking about um, eating for life. So kind of this idea of like, it's not just about like, you shouldn't eat certain things. It's more about like, you get to choose every time you eat to choose things that are going to nourish your body, that are going to support your cells, that are going to make you healthy um, and kind of give us some thoughts about like, so what should you eat? You know, what do you need to be thinking about? What little changes can you make that make a huge difference, you know, down the road? Um, We also have Adam Saunders from the Columbia Community of Urban Agriculture, and he's really wonderful. And he is going to come and he's going to talk about, well, first I'll give some really practical tips about growing your own food in your backyard. Like, what do you need? Like, what are the basics? What do you need to consider? How do you have healthy soil? And also just talking about some of the benefits of growing your own food, not just the nutritional ones, which of course those are many, but also just like the being outside and the community and showing your kids like this is where food comes from, you know, and we get to eat it out of the ground and working together and working in the soil and all the, all the benefits that that brings. Um, So we have both of those locally. And then we have Erin Blank, um, who's an herbalist, and she's going to be talking about um, how we can use herbs to support our bodies, both during times of health, but also during times of illness, just kind of a basic herbology 101, you know, what to know about herbs. Um, And then finally, we have, Jennifer Ann Barker of Informed Health Choice Missouri. Um, I'm really excited about this one. I'm excited about all of them this year, actually, to tell you the truth. I feel like this is going to be like one of the best years ever. But um, Jennifer Ann is going to be talking about, you know, vaccines, um, 
the laws, the mandates, and what you need to know. Like I, I get a ton of questions from friends and family members about like, I mean, about those things, about like their employer, you know, mandating something and is it the law and can they file an exemption and what kind of exemption can they file and will Missouri, you know, support that? And, and while I'm by no means an expert on those things, I have a basic understanding of them, but Jennifer Ann is an expert and that's exactly what she's going to be talking about. Um, Specific to Missouri, specific to whatever's going on at the time, like what people need to know, like what the law actually says, you know, what are they doing in Jeff city now to kind of, um, try to uphold our medical freedom and uh, what you can do to work on that as well. But also like, what do you need to know for you, for your spouse, for your kids? Um, Yeah. About making choices and what, what freedoms you have there. That's awesome. And I completely agree. I think this is going to be one of the best conferences ever. And it is so timely. This information needs to get out there. It's being suppressed on the, you know, the more popular channels. So this is a great opportunity to come together in person and hear these speakers yeah. and learn this information. It, I, I think it's just going to be powerful. And the other thing I want to say is I want to honor your courage to bring this forth <laughs> because it, I mean, it is in the, in the, with the dynamic that we're experiencing today with society, it takes courage to be willing to bring this forth. So I just want to honor that. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Um, so tell us what, um, when it is, where it is, and then re- remind everybody how they can register again. Yeah, you bet. So it is Saturday, April 23rd. It is a full day. Like it is from morning <laughs> until night. Um, registration starts early around 730. And then we have speakers throughout the day. And oh, I have to say, um, Nourish provides lunch for all 400 um, of our attendees. And it will actually be provided in your ticket cost this year. And so, yeah, Nourish Cafe and Market will be gluten-free, dairy-free, organic lunches for everybody. Um, we're holding it out at Cooper's Ridge event venue, um, which we had at last year for this first time. And honestly, we received so much great feedback about it. And we just really enjoyed like the smaller community feel of it that we decided we're going to go back there again this year. So it's in Boonville. So it's like a you know 20 minute drive from Columbia. It's beautiful. It's out like in the country a little bit. There's like a pond and the Clydesdale horses you know, are across the street. It's just a really lovely, um, lovely setup. And so we'll be out there. Um, we have to register for a ticket to be there. I fully expect to sell out this year. Um, 400. Yeah. 400 is our absolute max. Um, you know, back in 2019, when Sarah Godfrey was there, we had over 500 people attend. And so I'm thinking we're going to get to 400 fairly quickly this year now that we're starting promotion. And so if you want to come, definitely get your tickets soon. Um, and we've added something extra this year, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, we're having a happy hour after the conference. So the conference ends at 5.30. And for anybody who wants to, you can buy an added ticket. We're calling it S'more Wellness because we're going to do some more wellness stuff from 5.30 to 7. Um, there's going to be a fire pit with healthier s'mores um, provided by Natural Grocers. Um, so you can make a s'more if you want. We're going to have drinks provided by some local vendors, um, some appetizers from Nourish and some other places, some music. Um, and then it will be a time, a much smaller group of people. We're going to, you know, max out at 150. We may keep it closer to 100. We're going to kind of 
um, see as we go. But it will be a time, like you've heard all this amazing information during the day. You're excited. You don't want to go home yet. And so you get to stay for the happy hour. You get to have the food, the drinks, the pizza, the visiting with you know people that you came with, visiting with other people, um, visiting with some sponsors, and then also the speakers. So all of our speakers will be there for people to you know have time to mingle with them and to talk with them and to meet with them, to ask other questions of them, and just time of community um, and encouragement before the day ends. Yeah, I love that. You're, I think that's perfect. Perfect way to end the conference to to mingle and to share your inspirations about what you gathered through the day. I think that's awesome. Um, well, that's really great. And so one more time, people can register at www.comawellnessconference.com, correct? Yes, Yeah. that's so, it. Yep. Okay. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Well, Erin, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy homeschooling day and and sharing this information. And so we can get this message out there um, and let people know about it. And if you're in Missouri or within driving distance and want to come to this, um, absolutely do. It will be worth it, I promise. And you'll get to see Erin and you'll get to see myself and um, it'll be a great time. So um, is there any parting words that you have, Erin, that you'd like to share? You know, I think you kind of just said them, Bridget, like, this is something I really do feel like it's going to be our best year ever. And I really feel like now more than ever, people need encouragement. They need hope. They need like solid information and just to be with a community of people who are hearing along with them. So I feel like this is the year to come. If you've ever wanted to come before, like (laughs) come this year, don't miss it. Um, These speakers are kind of a once in a lifetime. So I really hope to see everybody there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for being on the podcast and um, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to end by saying until next time, grace and peace to you.